1: Hello Talk Tennis listeners, today we have another Beyond the Playtest episode for you and this time we're talking to our playtesters in California and Georgia, getting all their thoughts on the brand new Head Graphene 360 Plus Extreme Rackets, specifically the MP and Tour models. So let's go chat with some of our playtesters. we have Kristen and Eric with us all the way from Atlanta. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You guys are so in tune with each other. <laughs> you guys both play tested the Head Graphene 360 Plus Extreme MP. So let's talk about that racket. And just to give you a rundown, they actually didn't know the specs as they were playtesting, which I think is a good thing. But that is a 100 square inch racket with an 11.2 strung weight. It is three points headlight. The RA is at 66. The swing weight is at 325, which is pretty healthy. And it is a 16 by 19 string pattern. So the one note that I have in front of me is that, yes, the RA was slightly higher than the previous generation. And we will get into that a little bit in this episode, I think. But first things first, I wanted you guys to tell the listeners what racket is your current racket of choice and what your string of choice and string setup is.
2: Yeah, so I've kind of been in between the new the Phantom 100X 305 and the Prince Texture Tour 100P. Yeah, when we did a string play test a while back, and I decided to string up the 100p. And ever since then, I've just kind of been keeping that in my bag and, and bringing it to the court. So that's kind of taken uh, the lead on the the Phantom just a little bit. So I've been playing mostly with the 100p and stringing it at um, 52 pounds with either either Selinko Torbite or Hyper-G. I kind of go between the two. Perfect.
3: Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of gone back and forth between like a couple of rackets and just playing against like big hitters and, you know, trying to redirect their pace without, you know, staying in control of the point and making sure I'm not spraying balls long all the time. So I've been uh, playing with a bit more like control-oriented frames recently. So uh, I've been playing with the Project um 16 by 19. And I've been playing with like, Single Hyper-G at around, I, I kind of, I've been going at 53, but I kind of want to bump it up even higher just to get a little bit more control out of it. Um, but I've also been actually gelling pretty well with the uh, Head Extreme, uh, sorry, Head Prestige MP, uh, the new Graphene 360 Plus. So, um, and I strung that one uh, with Lynx Tour at 50 pounds. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's been really good, really plush, like really like the racket. So I've been really gelling with it.
1: With some of the other playtesters, they mentioned that Links Tour has become one of their go-to strings. And I don't know if you guys got to try the MP with Links Tour, the extreme MP with Links Tour, but I know they tested it a little bit and enjoyed that So first things first, I want your first impressions. What were your first thoughts the first time you hit with this racket?
2: I would say, obviously, it's a very spin-oriented racket, and that was key. You notice it from the back of the corp that you're going to get the best out of the racket when you're loading it up with spin. Also on serves, could get really incredible spin on your serves. Um, I also felt like my comments were probably going to be pretty pretty similar to the previous model um, with maybe just a... A little bit difference in feel. I definitely felt like this one played a a little bit firmer uh, than the previous one. But other than that, I did think the playability was pretty similar between the two from around the court.
3: Yeah, I would say, you know, it's an extreme. (laughs) You're going to get a lot of power, a lot of spin. Um, But, uh, you know, so from the back of the court, lots of power, lots of spin. Um, Really love hitting like slices really easily. Uh, Just easy to get, easy depth. You can play with it a little bit more, you know, a huge sweet spot. So you can really uh, dwell the ball on the string bed and get tons of spin out of that. And I really like it on volleys. It's just really easy to volley with and stuff. So uh, first impression, you know, I, I've played, I played at the extremes like pretty much my whole life. So it's pretty similar to what I remember. Uh, you okay. know, lots of star, lots of spin, love volleys. I, I can get more into (laughs) that.
1: Perfect. So Uh, we'll get more into it and talk specifically about ground strokes and what you loved about it off the ground, what you maybe didn't like about it, if there were any issues, what was easy, what was hard, how, yeah, dive into that ground strokes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say, you know, when we were just drilling, I know uh, it was last week, uh, the other week, Eric and I were just playing a cross court game and I just loved playing around with how much topspin I could put on the ball. Uh, I loved using slice. I loved coming to net. I thought I played really well at net. When we played, uh, just yesterday, we played um, some more full court point games with serves. And I noticed that from the back of the court, I wasn't super confident on my ground strokes just because of the control aspect. I was afraid a little bit that I was going to overhit, especially if I wanted to flatten out the ball. It was easy to um, hit a little bit long there. And even when putting spin on the ball, I felt like it was just a little bit difficult to gauge the depth that time. So I noticed I was um, resorting to using more slice than I normally would just to get a little bit better control from the back of the court. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, when I did like about it is that you do get that feel of feeling connected to the ball, hitting a heavier ball. And when you can load up that spin, you can get those balls landing right at the baseline pretty deep. So nice.
3: Yeah. Like one thing with the extreme, I feel like you just, you really have to commit. If you don't commit I feel like it's just going to spray long a ton. <laughs> so, yeah. but, so you just have to, you know, play like Rafa and really load up the spin <laughs> monster, you know, you gaske, gaske, gasket, But, you know, you just really have to, you have to commit. And that is one thing I kind of struggled with from the back of the court at times. Like if I'm not feeling totally confident, like totally dialed in and, and really confident with my strokes, I just need to make sure I load the ball up with tons of spin and get below the ball and brush up. But um, you can definitely hit a super heavy ball, like, There's no doubt about it. Um, But I definitely resorted to like slicing a lot more just because I sometimes I would get a little conservative and be like, oh, like, am I going to miss this long? Am I, you know, am I not going to commit enough or hit enough spin and stuff? So I would kind of resort to more conservative slicing. And, but I like slicing. I mean, really deep balls, you can hit a ton of spin with it, you know? So, Maybe that's just why that
2: fits your game well. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, that's honestly, that's probably why I <laughs> slice a lot. You know, I'm trying to kind of get away from that, trying to, you know, become a little bit more aggressive. But yeah, that's, probably, you know, I just, I love slicing with the extreme and you can play <laughs> with slices all you want, drop shot, you know, good feel. So yeah. <laughs>
1: nice. hey, it's, about
3: sounds,
1: it. That sounds like a winning combo. Yeah. I'm curious how you guys found it at the net. I'm always wondering how a racket is stability-wise up at the net. And then I'm also sort of curious if the graphene 360 plus made you feel like you were more connected to the ball or maybe it was a more muted experience. So maybe you guys can talk about that.
2: I uh, <laughs> I liked it on volleys. Um Maybe even more so from from the baseline. I, I thought it played, um, I thought it was stable. I was just looking at my comments from the previous model and I said it had that backboard feeling of being able to get everything back. And I felt the same way with this racket, easy to put away volleys. I also felt like I had good touch. Um, I don't know. I, I was thinking before too, that I didn't mention in first impressions that I kind of feel like this would be a really good serve in, in volley racket just going back to eric saying how (laughs) the racket i felt like would fit your game um i see it fitting your game in that way as well so i definitely felt yeah that volleys was a strong point for me on this play test nice
3: yeah that's my favorite aspect of the frame (laughs) just coming that and i mean it's so easy to volley with like your your sweet spot's huge you can play with the volleys a lot Hit kind of weird spin weird (laughs) spin on the ball like it's just a fun racket to volley with You, you have so much variety you can pretty much do whatever you want with it um super easy to hit deep volleys and you know pretty uh I felt pretty connected as well, like on the string bed. So good touch, hit good drop shots and put a little English on it if you want to. <laughs> 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 but no, it's it's a really easy racket to play with on my net. So yeah, it's great. I, that's my favorite. That's a highlight.
1: That's good to hear because we get asked sporadically like what our favorite doubles rackets are. And it sounds like this one is turning out to be a solid doubles option. So that. with that, yeah, with that being said, how was it yeah. when you went to serve?
3: Good kick serves. You know, you can just love the ball spin, hit really great kick serves. Um, I did struggle a little bit on the slice serves, just trying to get a little bit more of a slice instead of a kick. Uh, for whatever reason, it could just be my, probably just my technique, but I feel like the ball hops up a lot, you know, rather than maybe through the court. Um, on like second serve and stuff like that. Uh, But if you commit and you really want to hit a bomb, (laughs) no problem. (laughs) No problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I really liked it on serves. I felt connected to the ball. Um, I I thought putting spin on it was key. If I tried to flatten all the ball too much, I felt like my serves were going a bit long. Um, But super spin friendly. And I agree with Eric, you do really have to commit. It's definitely a racket that if you're in a match play and you're starting to get a little tight on that second serve, it's not gonna work to just push it back. You gotta fully commit, fully swing through the ball. But yeah, I guess it's a good racket in that sense. It makes you really <laughs> fully commit. Go after and, it. Yeah, exactly. So and in doing that, I think you get really good results. So serves and volleys were definitely, I would say, my two strongest areas of this play test.
1: Now another obviously big part of doubles is returning. And <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes when a racket is loaded with power and spin. It can be hard to master that return and reel it in. How did you guys handle it when it was coming to returns and how did this racket hold up against bigger servers?
2: Uh I would say yeah, I agree with what you just said. It was kind of hard to reel it in because <laughs> I like to go big on returns and I felt like with this racket I had to be a little bit more conservative even when I was trying to just like slice back really heavy serves. I felt like the ball could fly on me at, at times and if I wanted to swing through the ball, I just, yeah, I wasn't fully confident swinging out. So I noticed that if I kind of shortened up my swing a little bit, I was getting better results on the return that way. But, um, yeah, returns are my favorite part of the game. And I, it was one area that I never felt truly dialed in on in this racket, with this racket.
3: Yeah, um, I would say it's a little bit harder to return when someone just kind of, flip, like, doesn't hit a ton of pace on the ball. So you're just kind of like, you're not like redirecting and just reacting off of instinct. You're, you know, you have to think of where you're going to hit the ball. And sometimes I feel like if my opponent was hit a little bit weaker of a second serve, um, I would struggle kind of finding my range. I um, I kind of found myself hitting the ball along a good amount, but you know, chipping returns is really stable racket. So chipping returns super easy um you can definitely be conservative and master your chip uh, so i yeah. mean in my yeah.
1: head right now i can see eric like, yeah. <laughs> <Moulton>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly chip and charge <laughs> <laughs> like all that so yeah there's no mistake that <laughs> i played this for a while like, maybe i mo- maybe i molded my game on it <laughs> but uh yeah i mean super easy to block balls back
1: well, here's a follow-up question then for you, Eric, because you're very familiar with this line. What is an extreme player from the past going to notice that's changed with this update?
3: Hmm, I would say a little more power, to be honest. Okay. Like, I feel like there's just a little bit extra oomph. Maybe it's just me, like, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe been I just in the have, gym maybe yeah. I've just been like developing my game I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like it's a little bit more powerful than maybe the previous models, maybe a little maybe slightly more maneuverable as well, okay, I would say that like like what I kind of played with the rounder head shapes, like the mm-hmm. when they had like the i g and the micro gels, and those were a little bit. It takes it definitely takes some getting used to, like with those frames. Um, and, but I did feel like when they made the head shape a little bit more oval, you know, the it did become a little bit more maneuverable and more like a standard, you know, racket that you'll find. Typically, so I, I feel like it might be a little bit more maneuverable than like previous models. <laughs> just my opinion.
1: No, you're. I just <laughs> pulled up the specs of the previous one or the current one that's getting uh, phased out, and it does have a bit of a higher swing weight, so definitely yeah. more maneuverable, easier to load that ball with more power and pace and spin.
3: Yeah, but you know, if you love the extremes, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's an extreme. It, it's lots of fun. I have a question
1: that has nothing to do with playability, but I am curious what your guys' thoughts are on the new cosmetic. Do you like it?
3: I think it's pretty sick. Um, The grip. Yeah, go ahead.
2: We're probably going to say the same thing with the the green (laughs) on the grip. (laughs) Maybe it was like a little overkill. (laughs) I don't know, but um, I saw pictures of it and I was thinking, I'm not sure, but when I saw it in person, I definitely liked it a lot better.
3: Yeah, the one wow. thing, the grip. That's that's the only thing that I'm complaining <laughs> about, but that's fine. Just put an overgrip on it, you'll be right. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. cosmetic's good other than that. So.
1: Yeah, I like yeah. the updated cosmetic too. Yeah. So if you could pick the top three things that you liked best about this
2: racket, what were they? I would say access to spin stable at net and feeling well connected to the ball at net and uh having that feeling of hitting a really heavy and uh spin friendly serve
3: nice i would say good spin off the serves good kick serves for doubles especially slices they can are super easy to hit as well as volleys so uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a really user friendly racket i feel like like mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like anyone can pretty much pick it up and play with it like it's just yeah so super user friendly, good spin on uh, good kick and. Good spin on serves, etc. Um, and just just easy depth, easy to play with, and also feel connected to the ball. I feel like they. I feel like the feel is really good um, on this model. Maybe compared to the previous model, like I feel like they definitely enhance the feel.
1: Yeah, I think I would say a lot of us have been enjoying the Graphene Three Hundred and Sixty Plus over previous versions of the Graphene Three Hundred and Sixty, yeah. or even the Graphene. So yeah, um, that I think that would. Sound about right. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything that stood out that you just did not like about this racket? Anything that was just a deal breaker or any small critique of
2: it? Um, I tend to hit my groundstrokes a little bit towards the upper hoop, and when I would get a little bit too far in that upper hoop, I would feel a little bit jarring. Um, So a little bit, yeah, not so comfortable outside that sweet spot. Um, And yeah, I could just notice the firmness of the frame more so after playing um, in those moments where I hit that that upper. Poop, but then more so after playing so a little bit firmer than I like to hit these days these days my rackets of choice are yeah pretty flexible so it's just probably a pretty big contrast for me totally
3: yeah I would say just unpredictable at times like if mm-hmm. I was to play with it I'd probably string it at like 60 pounds <laughs> to be honest like just rein it in which is why, well, I did that in college, so <laughs> not gonna lie, but uh, you hey, know, kind I of know just, that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, you know, yeah, it helped. Um, but yeah, just a little unpredictable at times. Other than that, I mean, I guess it's a little bit harder. To, like, like if you want to just rip with someone from the back of the baseline, I feel like if someone's hitting a huge ball, it's a little harder to you know rein in that. As I said, like rein in the power that com- that's coming off of their racket. Kind of redirecting it it's kind of tough like i feel like i'm i would just over hit a lot and kind of just spray yeah but maybe i just need to hit the ball earlier <laughs> <So> that's probably <laughs> part of it but you know that's what i would say
1: well you mentioned string at 60 uh what did you guys have any favorite string setups that you guys got to try or anything that you going further if you were to continue playing with this racket what string setup would you use because I'm all about that rain in the control of Yeah. string at sixteen. Yeah,
3: totally. <laughs> so um, I feel ya. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. we have a string up at 52 right now. Um okay. I think we have Torbite in there, but I think we'll probably end up putting some Link's Tour in there and see how
1: that yeah. plays. Yeah. I know Britt and Jay really were enjoying Link's Tour. Yeah. Yeah, there. it's a
3: really good string. Like that's like top three strings for me for sure.
1: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: I love it. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I guess like. Mm, i'd probably try to go high i mean i love hyper g so i'd probably just try to i'd bump it up to like 60 (laughs) pounds try to try to just get all that control you know i don't know it could could be kind of sick i I just try it out
1: (laughs) (laughs) try it out yeah
3: yeah (laughs) but right now we have it yeah as kristen said strung tour tore by it a little low, lower, you know, like 53.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's a good opportunity to let our listeners know, we, we mention this often, but we always try to string up our playtest rackets with a string that we're all really familiar with and at attention that makes everyone happy. <laughs> so with so many different players and so yeah. many different, you know, preferences, uh, most of the time our strings are at 52 pounds to start. And usually it's a string that we're all very, very familiar with. And then we go from there. So good opportunity to see how it feels and then adjust accordingly. Now, what kind of player would you recommend this racket for? And if you think of it, what rackets are comparable? So what kind of player could you see switching into this racket? And what racket were they maybe using before this?
2: I would say Eric. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i go back to what i said i do think it's a good serve and volley racket um and as you mentioned um therefore also a good good doubles racket mm-hmm. and uh yeah so someone who likes to play with a lot of spin maybe play with a lot of slice charge the net eric
3: yep, <laughs> that's yep <laughs> I, I, <I'm> all right <laughs> yeah i would say the same thing uh, <laughs> wow yeah just a good good player likes to really like crash the net really hard (laughs) you know certain serving bali a lot like hey good kick serves and dubs like can just really get your opponent like to the fence you know and stuff like that so yeah mm-hmm. a- and and also like if you like to kind of like lob a lot like lob off returns and come in like yeah
1: so you gotta have a little more dimension to your game yeah. maybe to fully appreciate what the extreme mp has
3: maybe i yes. mean uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's you know
2: put some extreme dynamics into your game yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah i think this is my last question and we get
1: asked to compare rackets a lot and leading up to the this, the extremes have always looked like another racket on the market. So the obvious question is, how does this racket compare to the Babolat Pure Aero? Maybe it's been a while since you've hit that racket. It, yeah, <laughs> it has
3: been. But from what I remember, I would say it has a little bit. Like I, I feel like I get a little bit more control out of the Pure Aero. Like I can, I can kind of like I feel like I can dial it back, and um, you know, I can load it up with crazy spin, good power. But I just feel like there's. That little bit, like there's a little bit of a gap, like a bridge where you can kind of be like, okay, like I'm going to take a step back and, you know, just try to see how many balls I can make. I I don't know. I, I feel like it's a little bit less. I feel like the pure arrow is a little bit more predictable in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit more consistent. No, because you know, yeah.
1: we're gonna get that question,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just my personal opinion. Extreme's I played at the extreme, it's a good racket, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think you know, the fear is a little bit more predictable. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: turns out Eric is the new spokesman for the extreme <laughs> MP. Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome! Anything else that you guys want to add about this playtest or this racket?
2: Not that I can think
1: of you guys want to give me a shout out on anything that you're playtesting right now that we can look
2: forward to seeing soon? We're playtesting some Yannick shoes right now. Nice.
1: So PC Eclipse 3. Have you been wearing them? Do you
2: like them? Yes, I do.
1: I'm a little jealous.
2: There's some positives and there's some negatives. Okay, (laughs) I believe it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're um, pretty pretty comfortable. I like them. They're, They're good shoes.
1: They were more on the narrow side, right? No, just kidding. I was like, because I know you have a narrow. I know the
2: the last one. The well, I've I've play tested the Eclipse 2s and I remember those had a really snug, snug, snug mm-hmm. fit. And these are definitely a little bit more forgiving in the the forefoot. Oh, interesting. And I'm actually okay. having some issues where I'm I'm sliding around a little bit in the shoe. So
1: I was just saying yesterday, it seems like every summer there's this weird little like part of playtesting where nothing is exactly perfect and yeah. you don't have like a really positive, like hundred percent like, oh, I love that product. And I'm also in that little like section right now now like shoes it's been rough <laughs> it's yeah been a rough and shoes now. are
2: difficult i mean they fit they're going to fit everyone a little bit differently and um it probably is affecting that we're playing outside now and high humidity and uh, oh yeah all that stuff plays into it so yeah and then we're going to start play testing um a string soon we haven't strung it up yet though Dunlap explosive bin that's on on deck so yeah nice well thank you guys
1: for talking to me about the extreme mp loved hearing yeah. from you guys thanks Next up, let's go check in with Jason, Tiffany, and Brittany in California and see what they think of the new Extreme MP and tour. So to start, I'm going to have each one of the playtesters that is with me right now introduce themselves and then give you their current racket of choice and their favorite string setup at the moment. So who wants to start?
0: It's tough. I think I'm in between rackets again. Oh, uh, My current one is the Wilson Clash 100, but I've been very much enjoying the, can we sneak peek this? The Prince Twist Power 100? Yeah. <laughs> that's that one. That one's nice. And I'm I'm really digging it. So kind of going to be playing around with some weights because it's a little light, like 10.8 ounces strong, but I'm liking it a lot.
1: Nice. And do you have a favorite string setup?
0: Uh, string wise, actually, one of my uh, current faves is the Lynx Tour. Nice. I really like that right that string right now. So yeah, I would say that's probably my current favorite.
4: Cool. All right. I guess I'll go. This Tiffany here. And I've been playing with the same racket for a number of years now. It's the Prince TechStream Tour 100P. I'm always messing around with my string setups, but one I like to fall back on is a hybrid of ALU Power and Head Reflex MLT, 50-52 pounds. Cool.
5: I'll wrap it up. Brittany here. I am currently in between two rackets. I've been using the Yonix EZone 100 for the last Eight years, the different iterations. And the newest one came out in January, and I'm slowly transitioning to that one from the previous model, but I am keeping a little bit of my options open for the new Pure Drive coming out. <laughs> uh, and as far as string, I always just go back to my go to vocal cyclone at 53 pounds, 54. But I um, I've also liked the hybrid vocal v which has a natural gut. So I've been dabbling in that as well.
1: Cool. So all of these playtesters have hit significantly with these new extremes, both the MP and the Tour. So I'm just going to run down the specs real quick. Uh, we'll start with the MP, which is coming in at 11.2 ounces strong three points headlight, the RA is at 66, 325 swing weight, and a 16 by 19 string pattern. (laughs) (laughs) With this MP, the one note that I have is that it's a slightly higher RA than the previous version. However, we know that that graphene 360 plus has been feeling really nice in all the rackets that we've tried it in. So maybe you guys can speak a little bit on that. Um, I do want to run down the tour specs real quick. 11.4 ounces strong, six points headlight, 66 RA, 318 swing weight, 16 by 19 string pattern. This is a new model, a new mold, and the beam is thinner than typical modern players rackets. And it has that dynamic string pattern. So tighter in the middle for more control. And then a little more open on the outside of that sweet spot. So let's go first impressions right off the bat. Did you guys have one that you liked more than the other one that you gelled with right off from their first hit or any opinions?
4: I have to say I was uh, when I first picked up the tour, um, since it's new, I guess it was a surprise. I was expecting uh, coming from the extreme line. I was really expecting lots of free power, really easy access to spin. And it was a lot more control oriented than I expected. I did. It took me probably just a couple hours. And then I ended up, I really, really enjoyed it. But just a big surprise coming from previous extremes. And it was just a definitely more control oriented feel than I had been accustomed to with the extreme line.
1: Nice.
5: We kind of got a sneak peek of it about a year ago, and it was just a blacked-out racket with a bunch of other uh, head models, and I immediately had gravitated towards it without even knowing what it was, the, the Extreme Tour, and so I was really excited when we finally got our samples as the, the Extreme Line is probably my favorite of the um, headlines, so I immediately gravitated towards that tour again and um, really, really liked it, and then luckily I was on both play tests and the mid-plus, and I've been kind of going back and forth between which one I like, Um, but like Tiffany said, it's much more control oriented. It was really nice when I was playing, like playing matches or point play, I could be a little bit more precise with my shots, whereas the mid plus I found was more of a fun racket for me to practice with. It was easy depth, easy power, um, easy
1: spin. And I guess that's something I actually forgot to mention is the head size between the MP and the tour. So we have a 98 square inch with the tour and 100 square inches with the MP.
0: When I started hitting with them side by side, I kind of liked the tour first. And I was like, wow, this is so easy. I picked it up. It was easy to swing. And it was just fun to hit with. And then as the playtest kind of went on, I'm kind of liking the MP more. I found like I can just put away shots easier with it. um, It's more free power. Uh, launch angle is a little bit higher, and I tend to launch the ball a little bit more with MP, but I'm just winning points it with MP versus the tour. Um, if I were, if I could be in the lab and kind of help tweak the tour, I would say that it's either too a little bit too headlight, and assuming it's a little bit too low, combined with a thinner beam, makes it a little underpowered for me. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more power. But yeah, it is, like Tiff I mentioned, uh, much more control-oriented, and extreme rackets of the past. So that was definitely a fun one to try.
1: Cool. So let's get deep into the play test. If you were to talk about ground strokes with these rackets, compare it to maybe your racket of choice, how it's different, which one you preferred, what you found it did best off the ground. If there was anything that it didn't do well off the ground, feel free to mention that also. Who wants to start? I feel like I have to call people out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can start. Typically, I would say coming from my racket to an extreme racket, there's a, quite a big jump. My racket is an 18 by 20. It's a fairly open 18 by 20 string patterned racket and on the more powerful side for 18 by 20. But that being said, it's nowhere near something like the extreme mid plus, for example. But um, to the tour model, I thought it was pretty comparable. Uh, maybe swings a, the tour swings maybe a little bit faster than my Prince racket, but the level of control was comparable. For me, I think the standout feature was the control. Uh, I did notice that I needed to be swinging full out. If I were taking a stab at the racket or at a ball with the tour racket model, um, I wasn't getting that that same. Oh, it's just going to go over and give me keep me in the point quite as long. I did need to be making sure that I was uh, really taking a full cut to get it. If I was out of position, and um, that's where the mid plus was a little bit more fun and. Kept me in the points longer because we all know I'm not the person who is um, hitting winners all day. My my objective is to keep you running around as long as possible. So that was the control and and the spin were the um, standout features for me at the baseline. Like Jay said, I guess like if it's off center, it's lacking a little bit of that power. So I mean, you know, it's a give and take. You get the control, but you don't get the free power.
1: Nice, makes sense. Brittany, how did you find these rackets to play from the ground? I found that the Tour and the Mid-Plus, my
5: racket of choice, the the EZM 100, kind of fits right in between them as far as how I felt it played on the baseline. The Mid-Plus has a little bit more easy power for me, um, a little bit easy, easier spin, and then the Tour had a little bit more control compared to my racket of choice, and uh, really, it's just kind of that matter of what I was feeling that day, what I was like, what if, what I was needing, if I was needing that little bit extra power, that mid plus was so easy to just go to and just swing away. And then if I needed to be a little bit more precise, I was leaning towards the, uh, the tour. And I think that in terms of like slice, I like the tour, but I think Jade mentioned I needed maybe a little bit more weight to get a good like knifing slice. Mm hmm.
1: Jay, how about you?
0: Yeah, I'd say the Tour, I think, is a easier swinging racket. Uh, they're both fairly user-friendly. Uh, I like that the mid-plus is the, the swing weight's a little bit more manageable now compared to the previous version. Mm-hmm. The previous one, the swing weight was in the 330s, uh, which gave it a lot of power and pop, but it, it was a, it's a little bit high for me. I know you like them in the high <laughs> 330s, low 340s maybe. But it was a little high for me. So I like that it was dialed down a little bit between the two. Yeah, the tour is just, it was tough to slice with. Um, it kind of, my slices would kind of tend to float a little bit. Mm. But uh, they're, I mean, they're both great access to spin. So that was, I mean, for me, that's a big part of my game. So I really like that. The open stream pattern was nice.
1: Now, I know with the addition of Graphene 360+, Plus, at least with the speed models and the prestiges, we've really seen the stability of these rackets kind of go up a little bit. So how did they play at the net for you guys? And how was the stability and the accuracy? And did you prefer one over the other at net?
0: Net? What's that? Do people go? <laughs> Is that a thing? So she's going there to shake hands.
1: Racket tap now nowadays post COVID.
0: Oh yeah, that huh? Maybe uh, Brittany.
1: Yeah, Britt. <laughs> Let us know. Uh,
5: well, I let's see. Michelle and I we played doubles uh, a couple weeks ago, and I I grabbed that first. So really got to get kind of right into the mix of it with how it performed at net with volleys. We were playing against Chris and Gran. So definitely a lot of volleys coming our way. <laughs> uh- I thought that the tour did a good job of. It was really easy to get in place. I had really quick reflexes. Now, is it the most stable? No, but I wasn't expecting to be. Did the job for the most part. Just a couple times when I was reaching, or I had a real uh, one that was being hit pretty hard at me, and I wasn't hitting in the um, sweet spot. I could feel a little bit of shaking, but for the most part, I was really able to kind of stand my ground and hit both offensive and defensive volleys. I will note, I did like the feel of this extreme um, more than previous versions, as well as other head rackets um, in the past. And I think head's been doing a good job at getting better feel and especially on like shorter pickup volleys. So I liked that aspect to up at net.
1: Okay, tip, yeah. how did it go for you at the net?
4: Well, like Jay, not often the place you're gonna find me i do come forward i mean it's not my most comfortable area of the court because um maybe some people have noticed i'm not the tallest person so often i come to the net and then i'm running back to chase the lob but uh, at net i really did appreciate the um the quickness of the racket and if i were punching the volley i got some good depth and good pace but it's one of those where it is a little bit headlight and you know you just, I just really needed to stick that volley. If I wanted a nice stable feel, um, when I was hitting off center, like off the stretch, it really wasn't giving me a lot of free stuff. So it's a racket that definitely rewarded me when I was on my game and, um, uh, let me know when I was a little bit off, but I really did enjoy it. And I thought it was comfortable for me and, um, really loved that we had a quarter group size to, to play test. So that's always a plus for me. <laughs>
1: whoop, whoop Jason, do you want to skip right to serves? <laughs>
4: Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> serves. Uh, comparing the
0: two uh, between the tour and the MP, it's kind of, I think you pick what you want more out of uh, your racket and what you're looking for. I think with the tour, it's a very easy swinging racket. I found like I could easily kind of replicate my serve so I can get a kind of higher serving percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the most powerful. Um, I, I definitely, my I think my own racket I'm hitting bigger serves with versus the tour. But with the MP, I'm getting more pop, but it's also a little bit more sluggish, mm-hmm. and I'm not generating as much racket head speed, so I'm not getting as much spin. So it just kind of depends on your game. If you're like one, if you're really wanting power and you're not really expecting to put a lot of racket head speed into your serve, then MP probably. But um, if you want more control and and uh, easier to generate uh, a swing and accelerate through contact, then the tour is a, a better call.
1: Brit, how'd you feel on serves?
5: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with actually the amount of power I was able to get from the tour. The serve's not normally my biggest strength. I'm more of a returner. And But I did find, um, especially like when we were playing doubles, I was getting a bunch of free points. I was able to place it fairly accurately. Uh, because of that low swing weight, I could get my racket speed going and I didn't get any arm fatigue having to serve over and over again. And I thought there was decent um, spin as well. So I was I was able to be effective on my serve with the tour. When it came to serving with the mid plus, I did like easy power, easy spin. The swing weight is a little bit higher, but I didn't feel that slowed me down in any way. I thought maybe my precision was maybe not as strong as with the tour, but I was still able to get free points. So honestly, I kind of what Jay said, it just depended what I was what I was needing that day. If I was needing a little bit more power and I I leaned towards the mid plus as a serving racket, but the tour did the
4: job just fine as well. Tef, what do you think? Spin was definitely the thing I noticed. I'm not always getting the racket head speed I need to get good spin on my serves, but this racket was coming overhead really nicely. Um, so I really enjoyed it that in that sense, and it, like Britt said, it was also very easy to swing, and so I wasn't getting tired when I was serving. And I wanted to mention too, like just because I found it was to be a little bit more on the control-oriented side, uh, we had a couple different polys in there, and I really gravitated toward the 17 gauge over the 16 gauge. Mm. It just upped that power level just a little bit, and I I found like that once I started hitting with the racket that had the 17 gauge string in it, uh, it was really enjoying it. And that was like my sweet spot right there.
1: Nice. Now let's talk about returns, Britt. I know this is your your area of choice and your favorite spot on the court. I'm curious to hear which one you preferred when it came to returning, whether it was a big return or when you're getting a uh, big first serve and you just kind of had to block and be a little more defensive.
5: Yes. So uh, returning is more my forte than serving. And this is tough because I... I don't know if I can pick a winner. Like I was able to get enough power and I was able to block the ball back well with the extreme tour. We had, I had some good returns when we were playing doubles and same when I was playing some singles points as well. I felt pretty confident with where I was aiming. And so I could be focused more on my um, targets, which was nice. Uh, But the mid plus did offer that nice, solid feel. And when I was blocking it back, I just had to be careful not to overhit it at times it was, um, I, once I got the racket around the body moving, if I took too big of cut, I could overhit. So I think I might lean towards the tour for returns, even though the swing weight's a little bit lower. I kind of, I was I was grooving more with that.
1: Jerry, what about you? Uh,
0: opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I like the MP more. Uh, I just like that uh, I could be more aggressive and attack more with it. And And then when I was blocking shots back, um, it was easier to get depth with and then kind of hit a neutral ball and then kind of recover and then get ready for the next shot. So uh, the tour, I could see that players are, like, playing doubles, something that I don't do. <laughs> uh, if you like it, for, like hitting angles, angled returns. But for me, I, I like the power and the accessibility of the power with MP over the tour.
5: That's what I like to do a lot in doubles <laughs> is low-angled <angled, laughs> low groundstrokes. Yeah. So the tour,
4: definitely wins in that book. How about you, Tev? How'd it work? You know, I didn't, I wasn't on the play test of the mid plus, so I did hit with it off the ground, but I wasn't playing points with it. But Mm -hmm. with the tour, it falls into what I like from a racket. It offers a little bit of power, but more control. So I found that I was able to swing out if I wanted to because of the maneuverability and kind of just pick my spots. If I really wanted to try to aim for the corners, if I was feeling good that day, Uh, It let me do that and and, uh, do it with precision. And again, I had no issues with comfort or stability, really. You know, you do lose a little bit of power outside of the sweet spot, but that's to be expected with any racket, really. So um, I thought it was quite comparable to, to my racket as far as control levels.
1: Now, I want to ask you guys what your favorite thing about this, these rackets were and what your least favorite thing was, but this has nothing to do with the playability. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about the cosmetic. Do you like it? Do you not like it?
0: It grows on you.
4: Yeah? <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah. I think it's like you see it and you're like, whoa, there's a bright <laughs> yellow grip, <laughs> but it blends well with the racket. It just all kind of flows in. So it, Yeah, I, I think it grows on you.
5: Nice. Any other opinions? Being a fan of neon colors, it it definitely, <laughs> um, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was, for me, it's one of the best cosmetics, I think, of the Extreme line. It's pretty clean, but still has the nice pop of yellow and gray. So I was a big fan. Yeah, I, I
4: liked it too. I mean, I liked it. At, initially, I was like a little unsure. And then when I saw it. Actually, I came down and Britt was finishing up a hitting session and she was out on cart with it. And I was like, you know... That does. It looks really good. It just it flows. So, um, it took me a little bit, but I've come around and I think it's a sharp looking racket.
1: Yeah. I like that. It doesn't look like any other rackets on the market at the moment, you know? So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely unique.
1: Yeah. That, the gray sets it apart for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was your favorite part of the play test? Favorite stroke, favorite area of the court, favorite, any of the above? Oh, for me,
4: backhand cross court all day,
1: all day. <laughs> Tiff's got that backhand cross court all day. Now,
4: I mean, I don't quite have the dipper um, angle of that Brit, the the two handed short backhand uh, cross court, but I can dream and practice. And but I, I love to hit that cross court backhand with the tour. Yes, Jay favorites.
0: Um, favorite on the for the tour, my forehand. <laughs> um, and, but surprisingly, uh, for the MP, I'd say probably my backhand. Okay. The higher swing weight. Um, I just I don't hit as much power on my backhand side, so it was just nice to be able to just take an easy swing at it but still get good depth and good spin on it. So for the mid plus I, I, I like my backhand on it.
1: Britt, what were your favorite parts of both the rackets?
5: So for the mid plus, I'm going to do a generalize of my defensive shots because I found when I was playing and uh, like I was on the defense or maybe not able to hit an offensive shot, the racket did a really good job of getting the ball back deep in the court with a decent amount of power and spin to keep me either in a neutral or even possibly transition to an offensive position, which was really, really nice when I was, I'm not maybe moving as well as I used to, so it's, I'm a little slower. Uh, so it it was nice to kind of depend on, on the racket a little bit. And then as far as the tour, that's a tough one. I, I definitely probably would say my angled return on that one. I had nice spin, um, good control and I was able to be pretty precise on it. So nice.
1: Now, if there was anything that you didn't like or something that you would change, let's hear it. Tiff,
4: we'll start with you. I think I kind of mentioned it, I just, it was a little lower power than I had expected with as an extreme. And so, um, I don't know that that's a dislike or more or less just an expectation that I had a preconceived Mm -hmm. notion. So uh, I guess there's that. And that really is it. I mean, it took me some adjustment time. And I think that part of it is just my mindset going in saying, Hey, I'm going to hit an extreme. And with my past experiences with extreme, I had this idea that I was just going to get loads of power and spin spin was definitely there. Power was there when I needed to generate it, but I needed to generate it myself. And so, like I had said, uh, for me, it was finding that uh, a different string setup than we initially had in it. Makes sense. Jay, what about you?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with Tiff. I think with the tour, uh, it's slightly underpowered. So, and maybe a little bit light, so you could add a little bit of weight to it, into the hoop, up the swing weight, up the overall weight, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd probably string it in the low 50-pound range, uh, just to up the power um, a bit. But yeah, I, I think that's my biggest gripe with the tour. Uh, with the MP, really nothing, nothing too big. It's a pretty solid-feeling racket. Uh, the swing weight's now brought down to the mid 320s. So that was, I think that was my one of my biggest things with the previous version, was the, the swing was just a bit high. For now. It's it's right in my wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> so they say. <laughs> 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 Bray, any critiques on either racket? Uh I had pretty
5: similar feedback to Tiff and Jay. I probably would bump the swing weight just slightly on the tour racket up. It is a little odd that it's lighter or it's a lower swing weight than the mid plus, as I'd feel like the tour with a ninety eight square inch head size should have a higher swing weight that could benefit just the overall play of the racket. But I guess it leaves room, like Jay said, for customization for someone to come in and mess around with the swing weight and the balance point. And then for the mid plus, gosh, there was not really much I disliked Um, being very, very critical. I'd say, while I do think the feel's improved, it's still compared to some of the other racket brands that I lean towards, I prefer their
1: feel like Yonix, Prince, and Babolat. So, but that's just personal. Yeah, totally. I understand what you're saying though. Who would you recommend these rackets to? What rackets on the market would you compare them to? Is there anything that you've hit with lately that is kind of in the same boat or is, is there a certain type of player that you really think should be demoing these?
0: I think these are for the modern player that likes to attack, to hit with spin, What's it comparable to? I think the tour is somewhat comparable to like the vocal v cell nine or a stiffer version of the clash ish, okay. where it's it's very, very uh, easy to swing, easy to generate racket head speed. just a very easy racket to use, which is very much like the clash, but yeah, totally different feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but playability wise, it's it's similar.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the question because I know a lot of our listeners probably will ask this. How would it compare to, and let's take the MP. How would the MP compare to a Pure Arrow?
5: I mean, I did allude to the the feel is a little bit different. Babelot's, the Pure Arrow feel, I'd say maybe it's also slightly more spin-friendly, just slightly if I had to compare the two. And maybe a little whippier through the air, especially the mid-plus and what it would compare to. The Tour, I actually also thought of the Pure Aero VS. Um, I feel like that could be a comparable racket. Um, It's maybe a little lighter swing-wise, but kind of the same that when I playtested the Pure Aero VS. I kind of liked it. Well, the Pure Aero VS, it took me a little bit of time to really appreciate it, whereas the Extreme Tour, I appreciated it right away. Now, I don't know if it's because I had playtested the Pure Aero VS and was used to that, but um, yeah,
1: I'd say they had... They have similarities for sure. Was there any special string setup or strings that you really felt made these rackets shine? Tiff, you can start
4: out. You know, I really, um, we had the Lynx tour in there at 16. And I really actually do like that string. I just felt that the gauge wasn't quite right for the tour. And mm-hmm. um, we ended up using some Slinko Confidential at 17 um, mm-hmm. in there. And But I really just think that I liked the thinner gauge or possibly if it were a 16 gauge going with a lower tension than our typical 53 pounds would have been uh, better for me, but definitely um, it wasn't necessarily just because it was a different strain. Cause I really do like uh, the Lynx tour. I think if um, that were in there with a 17 gauge and a uh, 50 to 52 pounds, I would have enjoyed it just as much as I was enjoying the confidential. It's just more elasticity out of the thinner string. Nice.
0: I agree. Nothing else to add. <laughs> Links tour feels good, really good in that racket.
5: I know we had a bunch of different string setups in both the mid plus and the tour, and I obviously always gravitate towards the Cyclone, which we had strung up in one of them, and I thought it played nicely. But I was surprised that Links tour played really well. I was, I was actually liking it in the
1: racket as well. Sweet. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me and diving deeper into the play test. so if anyone out there has any questions specifically for these playtesters, feel free to leave us a comment or reach out to us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and be sure to watch and read our full review on our website Um (laughs) I'm
3: sorry. Someone's got like construction going on in their office. What what is that?
4: It's gotta be me, because I'm sitting closest to the thing. Uh, They're like picking up and dropping stuff off. Oh god, every time I talk, it's like the
1: warehouse all over again. (laughs) It's totally fine because hopefully we can like take that out. But it's just really funny. (laughs) We should just record on the tennis court, it will be just as loud.
4: (laughs) <laughs> it's like you knew it's <laughs> oh, gonna be fun to I'm edit <laughs> have
0: fun editing this one
1: that's <laughs> <No>, okay <laughs> this is why
2: we don't do things on mondays no. <laughs> okay my fault. here we go okay we got this